0: Welcome to Bible Line, a ministry of Calvary Community Church. Our podcast is dedicated to the clear teaching of God's Word. We aim to help people find Jesus Christ and train believers through the study of the Bible. We would love to feature your questions on the show. You can email us at questions at Bible If you'd like to support the show, you can go to calvaryoftampa.org forward slash donate. Catch new episodes every Thursday. We pray today's episode is a blessing to you.
1: Hi, and welcome back to BibleLine. I'm your host, Pastor Jesse Martinez. And in today's video, we're answering another user-submitted question. Just as a reminder, you can send in your questions. Visit our website, BibleLineMinistries.org. And on the front page, you will see a little hyperlink that says, send us a question. Fill out the contact form with your information. Send your Bible question, and we will put it on the schedule to get you a Bible answer. Today's question comes from Samantha A. Thank you, Samantha, for reaching out. And her question is, how can we fight against double-mindedness and having doubts? It's a very good question. So double-mindedness is first mentioned in James chapter 1 in verse 8. And it says specifically, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. It's not a good uh, understanding. It's not something that you want to fall into the definition of. A double-minded man is someone who is not fully committed. They may be committed in their mind, but their actions don't line up with it or vice versa. But most of the time, especially in context here, a double-minded man is somebody who needs something from God, in which we all do, but is not fully trusting him to deliver what he said he was going to deliver. And so we have to understand the context, and the more you watch this show, the more you'll hear me use this phrase, context is king, and we have to make sure that we back up and fully understand, where do we see this verse? Uh, Why is it there? It's not just something that is sticking out for no reason. There's always a time to use application where we take a verse here and there and and we, we form a topic or a point on it but it should never be in violation of the context. So a proper look at the context here starts in verse two. James is writing to brethren, and any time in the New Testament you see the word brethren, it would be good for you to look, and you'll see most of the time, 90% of the time, if not all the time, the use of the word brethren is talking about those who have put their faith in Christ. They have believed on Jesus Christ. So when James is writing to brethren here, he's not talking about his fellow man as in mankind. He's talking about his fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. He says, my brethren, we're in verse 2 of James 1, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. And this means many temptations. When you fall into tribulations and trials and hardships in this life, count it all joy. That's a a direct command. That's how we're supposed to look at our trials and tribulations. And we can better understand that when we get further into the passage. Verse 3, knowing this. So we can count it all joy because we know this, this is good, we should know what this says, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. There's another reference, if we just take a break here for a moment, and we look in Romans chapter 5, we have a wonderful set of progressions as far as what it means to go through tribulations. Romans chapter 5 and verse 3 says this, and not so only, but we glory in tribulations also. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. The tribulations that we go through, they are given to us for a reason. Specifically, it teaches us patience. And as we learn to be patient through difficult times, we gain experience. And it strengthens our joyful anticipation of when the Lord will return, or for the day when we finally do die. And we get to be absent from this body and present with the Lord. As 1 Thessalonians 4 says, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wonderful, wonderful truths there. So James is not saying anything that they're unfamiliar with. They may have seen this in other letters or heard about it in another place. But he continues on if we go back to James chapter 1 and you look there in verse 4. But let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So as we go through trials and tribulations and difficulties, we're supposed to gain patience, and that patience is supposed to make us better so that we don't have need of anything. Boy, that's what we want to be. We want to be in that kind of mindset. Regardless of the circumstances around us, we can be content. Then he says here in verse 5, where he's going to continue into verse 8, he starts to say, if any of you lack wisdom. Okay, raise your hand if you lack wisdom. We all do. You know, there are things that we wish we had more of and we study the Bible to get more wisdom if you lack wisdom this is what you should do let him ask of God that giveth to men liberally and abradeth not he's not gonna hold it back from you and it shall be given him but let him ask in faith verse 6 nothing wavering now here's where the tone changes and this is where double mindedness comes in a person who asks God 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 help me help me but then doesn't go out and live according to their beliefs that faith is not strong it wavers it's like yes lord i'm going to obey you in thought but just in case my deeds are going to back up these things just in case you don't deliver on what you said you were going to deliver and look he has a description here in verse six for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed for let not that man think he shall receive anything of the lord now remember we're talking about believers we're not talking about these are the conditions for salvation. You got to do and continue to do in order to be saved. No, no. We're talking about believers going through difficult times. You can have joy in difficult times by asking God without a, wa- without a wavering faith. Now look here at verse 8, and this is where we're going to get to our explanation. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So a person who's not, they're trusting God, sure, for, for their needs. They've put their faith in Jesus for salvation. But their faith ends there. It doesn't mature. It doesn't grow because they're not fully trusting Him for what they need during difficult times and during good times too. So how do we fight against this? Well, there's a pretty simple answer, but it's complex in communication. And I want you to understand. I want to ask this question of you, uh, the listener, and of course, you know, this is for Samantha too, as a part of as an answer to her question. I mean this with all love and kindness. How can we expect God to deliver on his promises when our actions do not line up with what we believe? We have to lean into him. He says his faith is never going to run out. Therefore, we're justified and we stand in Christ. That's our position. We're standing in him. Is there anything that we cannot trust him with? It's going to be something that we have to continually move and grow into. And I know it's going to be difficult in the beginning, but we avoid double-mindedness and doubts by simply acting on our beliefs. And secondly, almost, I would say, as importantly as what we just said, you've got to know the Word. The more that you know the Word, the Bible, committing it to memory, studying it, applying it to your life, the more confidence you will get from the Holy Spirit, the more wisdom you will attain from God, and you'll be able to it's almost like a medicine cabinet. You have these ailments. You have these things you're going through. And I got a verse for that. I got a passage for that. And you can put those things together properly in their context. And they'll help you out tremendously. I want you to see as we close here in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 through 10. Paul is talking about this thing that he was struggling with. And he asked the Lord to take it away. And the Lord gave him this answer. My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness as we walk through this life and we experience difficulties and we go through double-mindedness and doubts, they have to be answered with truth and that truth is found in God's word and then you have to make the decision am I going to live that truth? I hope this answers your question and thanks for sending it in. Don't forget to send your question in biblelineministries.org You can email us questions at
0: biblelineministries.org. We'll put it in the queue and we'll answer you. Until next time we'll see you later. Thank you for listening to today's episode. As a thank you to our listeners, we want to give away a free Bible every month this year. To enter, send us an email with your Bible question. Our email address is questions at biblelineministries.org. Be sure to subscribe to the show and check back each Thursday for new episodes. Until next time, keep looking up. Jesus is coming soon.